What's happening guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to a brand new episode of Cabinate today for July the 1st of 2019. Of course, if you are brand new to the show, welcome on in and this is a daily gaming news podcast where I fill you in on the hottest gaming news from around the industry. But today we are talking more about the PlayStation 5 because a brand new report from the Wall Street Journal does suggest that Sony will be focusing on the hardcore gaming audience for their next big flagship console. Then we talk more about Halo Reach on PC, specifically the fact that the game is technically out in the wild right now, but you really shouldn't play it because guess what? You might not be able to play it when it comes out in full because it's illegal right now. Don't play the pirated version of the game. Anyways, Remedy now owns the publishing rights to Alan Wake. That is a big piece of news for fans of the game that has since been taken down from many online platforms. PUBG has added a brand new ping system that may or may not be similar to Apex Legends. We'll talk more about how uh, that could impact your gameplay during PUBG. Just as a hint, unless you are really, really good with callouts and working with friends, it won't make you any better. You're still bad at the game. Then we have the games with gold for July of 2019. If you did want to get pick up a couple of freebies, uh, since they aren't really free and you probably pay for Xbox Live Gold anyway. They're your games. Go get them. Twitch has a brand new promotion coming on for Prime Day. Twitch sells out. We'll talk more about what that means for you and your wallet and the good deals you could be getting. Then we have Summer Games Done Quick surpassing $3 million to Doctors Without Borders donated for 2019. Was that the correct way to say that statement? Probably not, but hey, we're going to roll with it anyways. But for those joining me live, welcome on in. I do hope you are well. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top stories. Sony's focus with the PlayStation 5 will be on the hardcore consumer and AAA titles. Sony says it's designing PlayStation 5 to appeal to the hardcore gaming consumer who prefers graphics-heavy games. According to a Wall Street Journal report, Sony's main strategy with the PlayStation 5 will be to draw consumers in with its AAA titles. During a recent company strategy meeting, the company's chief executive, Kenichiro Yoshida, said games have become more important than ever. This means Sony will concentrate less on showcasing independent games and more on high-end offerings, said another Sony official. While it will still support many indie titles, the emphasis will be on the larger publishers. In addition, the company itself will focus more on developing big-budget games at its own studios. This, per the official, is because people buy consoles to play high-quality games available only on that platform, not smaller games. Sony hopes its focus on consumers who want the newest and best available will separate from its biggest competitor, Xbox Scarlet, when it enters the market. Microsoft has always been Sony's console rival, and it doesn't seem to consider Switch a threat. This is because the company feels Nintendo tends to appeal more to a younger audience compared to PlayStation's core demographic. As far as Stadia is concerned, of course being Google's big new streaming platform. According to the Wall Street Journal report, Sony doesn't currently see the device and the service as a threat. Once internet technology advances, it could then potentially become a threat. Rivals and non-rivals aside, with PlayStation 5, Sony's corporate focus will shift from overall sales numbers to those interested in the latest tech such as ray tracing and support for up to 8K, hoping such specs will be the console's selling point. The next piece of hardware from Sony is currently without a release window, but the general thinking is PlayStation 5 will be released during the holiday 2020 season. 
Xbox Scarlet is slated for a holiday 2020 release and promises to deliver a new level of immersion powered with GD, uh, excuse me, GDDR6 memory and a next-gen SSD. It too will feature hardware-accelerated ray tracing and 120 FPS 8K compatibility. I'll believe that when I see it. Microsoft also promises a variable refresh rate, ultra-low latency input, and backwards compatibility with four generations worth of Xbox consoles. The next year is going to be very interesting. And of course, we have the report that, again, Sony is going to be focusing more on the hardcore consumer with high-end specs on top of AAA titles that are developed specifically for the PlayStation 5. Uh, let's start with the latter part of that and kind of break it down. That's nothing new. Sony has always focused on big AAA titles uh, because if you think about what made the PlayStation 4 stand out over the Xbox One it really truly is the games because right now and I've said this before and I'll say it again the Xbox One X is the most powerful console on the market there is no reason why it shouldn't be on top except for the fact that the games that are on the Xbox One are nothing in comparison to the exclusives you get on the PlayStation 4. Spider-Man, for example, fantastic game uh, that you cannot find on the Xbox One. Whenever it comes down to it, Uncharted, God of War, these are big standout flagship names that are only on the PlayStation. Now, with that being said, Microsoft is heavily investing in exclusives for the next generation, but as it stands today, we still really haven't seen that many big projects that are proving the next generation is going to blow anyone's minds right out of the gate. But then you have stuff like Halo, then you have stuff like Gears of War, you have these big flagship games that are generational, where they have been around for so long that people that love Xbox will still go with Xbox, and that quite frankly makes sense. Uh, but when it comes to the PlayStation 5, to throw tons of money behind these big budget titles, to throw tons of money behind AAAs, is quite frankly the right way to go. Now, many people are big supporters of the indie scene, just like myself. I love indie games, and I think there is a ton of innovation uh, right now in the industry because of the accessibility of creating games in 2019. But with that being said, there are so, so, so many indie games that never really make any kind of money. And so if Sony is going to want to focus on bringing high-quality, uh, heavily curated libraries of content to the PlayStation 5, to be able to cut out the middleman and focus big-time on the AAA games is probably a pretty good move because there are many more people that are going to want to play something like a God of War as compared to something uh, that is a smaller indie title. Uh, so with all that being said, and the games being addressed, what's up with the hardcore gaming approach what exactly is a hardcore gamer that sony is going for quite frankly i think this is going to be your guy between the ages of 20 and 30 i would say guy or gal i would say uh between the ages of 20 and 30 that focuses heavily on man this game looks good like whenever you're looking at spider-man on ps4 and you think dang that lighting is amazing that's the kind of hardcore gamer that sony is going for not necessarily somebody who plays the doom switch port and says that it looks pretty good because make no mistake it doesn't uh so whenever you have that kind of approach i think that the playstation 5 knows exactly what kind of demographic it's going after i think that sony knows uh their core audience and i think they pretty much hit the nail on the head with this one uh, because again People are buying PlayStation 4s for the big AAA exclusives. People are buying PlayStation 4s because the games themselves do look good. In comparison to stuff on the Xbox One X, maybe not so much, but the balance between good games and good looks comes only on PlayStation in this current console generation. But that could very well change with the next round of consoles. However, at the moment, it looks like Sony is focusing on the hardcore gamers for PlayStation 5 and the big boy AAA titles. Could be an interesting holiday season in 2020. My wallet is already weeping tears of pain. 
make no mistake, I mean that literally. But let's move on and talk more about Halo, shall we? Because the Halo Reach PC test illegally distributed online and 343 is prepared to ban players, not just from the beta itself, but from future games. The test is the first for Halo the Master Chief Collection on PC. The first PC test for Halo the Master Chief Collection is limited to fewer than 1,000 Halo Insiders, and some fans that didn't make the cut are now attempting to join illegally. The test has been illegally, illegally, I can't say that word 10 times fast. The test has been illegally distributed online, according to developer 343 Industries, which says it can ban anyone involved. If you download or play this illegal copy, we have the right to ban all associated accounts and remove you from all current or future 343 programs, it said in a forum post providing a link to the Microsoft Service Agreement. The test launched on Friday and ends tomorrow. It contains the Halo Reach campaign tip of the spear and is designed to both test the rollout of builds onto Steam and get player feedback on the current state of mouse and keyboard controls. It's an updated version of the demo that impressed James from PC Gamer at E3. And of course, we have no idea when the game itself will actually come uh, to the PC, at least no definitive release date, but the beta is beginning to roll out, so things are beginning to shift and change and become a little bit more real than they were previously. Uh, but yes, Halo Reach going to be the first released on PC for the Halo Master Chief Collection as all of the games begin to roll out throughout 2019 and potentially beyond. Uh, but many people would say, why is this such a big deal? Why should I get banned for playing some kind of small pirated version of a game that I find online? Number one, that's very illegal for a lot of, like, just don't do that. That sounds, no, that's a, it's a bad decision. Uh, but at the same time, Microsoft and 343 and the Xbox brand overall have a lot of of risk going into bringing the Master Chief Collection name back because the name itself carries a lot of weight and you can't exactly forego using it because everybody knows what the Master Chief Collection is so you have that brand recognition and that name recognition already established because you know that's every Halo game that was ever out. That's pretty much what you've got there, save for stuff like um, Halo, the top-down thing that nobody really liked. Uh, the mainline Halo games all are bundled in with the Master Chief Collection, so people know exactly what they're getting. When it comes to putting it back out, there was a lot of negative press around the release of the original version of the game on the Xbox One. They really, really don't want or need any kind of negative press when it comes to releasing the game on PC, and so to uh, silence anybody who may or may not be directly chosen to be in the program is probably the best decision because the build that they download online might not necessarily be the best build. The build of the beta itself probably isn't a finished product, and so if 10 thousand people play this as compared to 1,000 that's a much harder audience to control uh, whenever you're talking about what gets discussed when you're talking about how the game looks and feels uh, negative press is poison to any kind of franchise but specifically with this project there is so much writing on it that I know 343 wants to get every single little thing right it needs to happen because otherwise this may or may not be their last chance uh, to really bring all of the Halo games back and redeem the name of the Master Chief Collection because it was a rough go uh, of it back whenever the games first came out on the Xbox One. That was a bit of a show, let me tell you. Uh, but the game has since been fixed a good bit on PC, or excuse me, a good bit on Xbox, and of course the PC port uh, should be pretty good as well. But I do hope that everything works out with the Halo Master Chief Collection. Again, I've said it on the podcast many times, but I've bought multiple Xboxes from the 360 all the way up to the Xbox One X specifically for Halo. Now, do I have any of those Xboxes remaining? Absolutely not, because once you play Halo for 
a good dozen hours or so, you think, hey, uh, well, I don't need that anymore. Uh, and so then you end up sending it out on eBay. Uh, but with that being said, if you did want to pick up the Halo Master Chief Collection on PC, the games should be rolling out over the course of 2019 and beyond. Uh, but as it stands right now, the beta is beginning to come out for fans. However, for those that remember Alan Wake, you may also remember it's now gone, but Remedy now owns the publishing rights to Alan Wake. Control developer Remedy Entertainment just earned its royalties for previously published games, including Alan Wake. The Finnish company earned 2.5 million euros in royalties, as posted on Global Newswire today, and Remedy plans to invest this cash into developing new games. Remedy is currently working on mind-bending action game Control, as well as the story mode for Crossfire X. The company plans to keep making single-player games in the future. In an interview with VG247 earlier this year, Remedy said it was working on Alan Wake 2, but things didn't pan out. The publishing rights for Alan Wake have now reverted to Remedy, so Alan Wake 2 is now a real possibility once again. At that time, Remedy said it owned the IP rights, but it's never quite as simple as that. Perhaps it is now. For its first half-year period of 2019, Remedy Entertainment PLC Records records, excuse me, approximately 2.5 million euros of royalties from previously released games as a one-time income, read to the announcement. The royalties are paid to Remedy during the second half of 2019. In relation to this, the publishing rights of Alan Wake games are reverted to Remedy. And of course, this is a really good move in my opinion, because hey, Alan Wake could be coming back and I think that could be a big piece of news for fans. Also, this haircut kind of looks like mine right now. Very poofy, very unkempt, very, I look like I just got attacked by a whole bunch of things in an Alan Wake game. I respect it, it's a good look. Uh, but overall, glad to hear that Remedy has the rights to Alan Wake because again, if you haven't seen Control, it's a very impressive game uh, that is going to be coming out very soon. And so if you do want to kind of think about the future of Alan Wake, I think to look at Control and see what was done within that specific game and what is being done within that specific game, that paints a very bright future for the future of Alan Wake. Uh, but of course, many, many people upset whenever the game was taken down. Of course, I believe American Nightmare should still be up, but the publishing rights began to get a little bit iffy. The music licenses began to get a little bit iffy. And so I think the Alan Wake... Uh, one of the games was taken down from Steam towards the beginning of 2019, uh, but very unfortunate whenever that situation does come about. However, hopefully the future of Alan Wake is bright because, hey, the publishing rights are back with Dad, a.k.a. Remedy Entertainment. However, you might not want to play Alan Wake and you might want to play some PUBG. Guess what? It now has a really, really good callout system that I've made a video on if you do want to check it out. I talked about the Apex Legends ping system and how great it is a couple of months back. A lot of people like that video. You might too. But that's beside the point. Apex Legends style ping system is coming to PUBG in the latest patch, plus a deagle and an amphibious armored vehicle. It's a pretty good patch. Apex Legends ping system is one of the year's biggest FPS mechanics, and now PUBG has its own version. After this week's patch, you can hold the mouse wheel to flag up an item to a teammate, call out an enemy location, request ammo, or suggest a new position for your squad. Those messages will pop up on the left of your screen, and some will also place a marker on your map. The system seems pretty smart. When you ping an enemy, it will tell your teammates whether they are at a near, medium, or long range, along with the approximate distance in meters. 
Oh, I said metrics. That's the system meters are. Uh, when you ask for ammo, the message will include the ammo type for the weapon you are holding. The wheel menu has eight messages in total, plus a central ping option, and you can see them all in the screenshot below. It should make a communication setup without a microphone far easier in PUBG. The patch also adds a new weapon, a ledge grab mechanic, and an amphibious vehicle. The weapon is a deagle and a 62% damage per shot, backing a big, big punch. A big, big punch. I can speak, I promise. The Deagle, you know it, from Modern Warfare 2. It kicks ass. Just dive in, play PUBG with it. Uh, then you have a giant boat mechanic armored vehicle that you can drop down from a flare. It looks really cool. You can run people over nine times out of ten. That's a little asterisk beside that. You probably won't be able to do that. Then, of course, as the grab mechanic does sound, you can jump on a ledge and grab it. It's crazy. It's almost like they're getting better at designing characters. Uh, but that's pretty much the gist of the newest patch, I will say. It's a pretty impressive one, but the biggest addition here is the fact that you do have the ping callout system. For those that have not played Apex Legends, that is one of the best features of the game because it takes elements of all of the ping callout systems that have been evolving over the past 10 years and bundles it all together into one incredible package. Uh, it is so easy to communicate with your teammates in Apex Legends, even if you don't have a mic because that can be one of the biggest challenges in any game is to be able to number one not use a mic and still do well and number two effectively call things out to enemies or to friends or to relatives acquaintances perhaps you know what I'm saying uh, if you do want to dive in and give Apex Legends a try and see what I'm talking about again that game is free PUBG on the other hand uh, could very well use a better communication system but I will say as a bit of an aside PUBG has come a very long way in a very short amount of time of course there was this big push to fix PUBG that was kind of their big marketing initiative and it is acting it's working PUBG's good. Uh, it's actually a really good game as it stands today. Of course, it still has its quirks and issues, but overall, very impressed with the game and how far it has come. Uh, but if you do want to dive in and check out the newest update, again, you've got a brand new gun, a brand new armored vehicle, a brand new callout system, and the classic maps you know and love. But maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want to dive into some free games with gold for July of 2019. You have a pretty good lineup. Sony might be striking out with PlayStation Plus's July lineup. Indeed, they are. You have PS 2019 and some little arcade racing game, but at least one Xbox One gamer is getting a big smile on their face uh, whenever the games for July 2019 roll out because both Symphony of the Night and Inside headline a month that is pretty decent overall. Meet the Robinsons, based on the 2007 film of the same name, and Big Crown Showdown may not be the most exciting choices, but both titles are decently received, so you could be having a good time with them. As with every Microsoft gives... what? As with every title Microsoft gives out on Xbox Live Games with Gold, you will have specific redemption periods to grab them, and those are as follows. Of course, the big headliner of the month, Inside, is going to be coming out from July the 1st to the 31st, and Big Crown Showdown is going to be available from the 16th to August the 15th. Xbox 360 games include Castlevania Symphony of the Night, a pretty select... Select? A pretty solid selection, but we're just going to call it select. A game available July 1st through the 15th, and Meet the Robinsons available July 16th through the 31st. Uh, fun aside, Meet the Robinsons, I got this game one Easter Sunday morning. Uh, my mom went and she packed up the Easter... Oh, spoiler alert, Easter Bunny. Doesn't... Doesn't... Uh, 
never mind. We'll, we'll address that later. Uh, one Sunday morning for Easter, my mom packed me up a little basket full of chocolate and, and eggs and things. Real eggs, legitimate eggs with yolks. I mean, they were d delicious, raw, just bite into it. Uh, but Meet the Robinsons, the game, was also on top because that was whenever the movie was coming out. Shockingly not bad. Shockingly okay game. I, I didn't expect that. I went in with low expectations, even as a... 10 year old or whatever and I came out pretty pleased I had that back on the PlayStation 2 I think really cool uh, now that I think about it now would you play it now oh god no no I would never play that today uh, but if you do want to play it it's coming out with the Xbox Live Games with Gold 4 July of 2019 available July 16th through the 31st uh, but the big headliners are of course Inside and Castlevania Symphony of the Night if you did want to pick up the big freebies for July of 2019 uh, but indeed as Alan says in the chat the games are looking pretty meh Indeed, they are very meh, in my opinion. In fact, incredibly meh. I would not, I would not mess around with them too much. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, but maybe you want to mess around with some Twitch Prime swag. That's right, Twitch Prime and Twitch and a whole bunch of other Amazon items because Twitch is selling out for Prime Day with a shopping channel and esports tournaments. It's going to be really dumb and really fun. That's a direct quote. Oh boy. Twitch is getting in on the Amazon Prime Day action while leaning into some of its more unflattering connotations with a decidedly tongue-in-cheek Twitch sells out stream. On Prime Day, July 15th and 16th, Twitch Presents channel will broadcast from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific Time, with Twitch streamers showcasing those Amazon Prime Day deals that will specifically be of interest to the Twitch community. This includes games and gaming hardware, of course, but also other electronics, kitchenware, and some of Prime Day's more unusual items for sale. Could we see the giant 800-gallon tub of lube? God, I hope so. The blog post announcing the QVC-style stream is dripping with assets at self-aware humor, like this bit about the host for the broadcast. They're all currently locked in a windowless room watching an almost unhealthy amount of infomercials to get ready. Twitch has yet to announce which of its stars will be on hand for the big event, but promises that dozens of its most popular streamers are signed on, and for the full list of hosts to have agreed to sell out, it's coming on July the 10th of 2019. Of course, anyone can watch the stream, but the deals are only available to Amazon Prime members. Prime members can also connect their Twitch accounts for free channel subscriptions, custom emotes, exclusive in-game loot, and occasional one-off deals like the current Nintendo Switch Online offer, which gives you a free year of Nintendo Switch Online. I was going to say for free, but that's a little bit of a little bit of a repetition. In addition to the sells out stream, Twitch will also host two celebrity esports tournaments on its Twitch Prime channel in the lead up to Prime Day. The Twitch Prime Crown Cup will kick off at 10 a.m. Pacific time on July 13th with an EA Sports Tournament live from London, followed by an Apex Legends competition streamed from Las Vegas. Professional athletes, musicians, and other celebrities are slated to compete. And tied to the tournament starting on July 3rd and continuing through July and August, Twitch Prime members can store exclusive in-game loot for Apex Legends and EA Sports titles. But overall, pretty cool stuff. Of course, Prime Day, very disappointing. Uh, gruelingly disappointing. I have purchased many, many things on Prime Day. Not one stands out of my mind as a purchase I would go back and make again. That pretty much puts everything into perspective. But considering that it's pretty much the dead of summer and there are no major holidays around, we needed to boost the economy. So Amazon made Prime Day. Because profits go through the roof whenever you slightly change the label of anything that you may or may not be selling. Perhaps something could be $5 and you knock it down to three 
all of a sudden selling like hotcakes. Mind-boggling how that works. Uh, but overall, cool little project here, of course. Twitch sells out the best name that could have been chosen. Uh, of course, for those that don't know, Amazon owns Twitch, so they can pretty much do whatever they want. But they have allowed these people, the ones putting on this production, to have free reign over what they do during the show. So it will have that Twitch flair of being completely and totally zany and out there, which I am a big fan of. Now, I will, without a doubt... Uh, be checking this stream out because that is some funny stuff and of course I am into Amazon Prime Day I'm moving out uh, so I am in the market for your generic things like pots and pans and uh, and baking trays and other things to make food for some reason mainly mainly food items at the moment uh, but if you do want to check out Amazon's Prime Day 2019, I have good news. It's coming soon, July 15th and the 16th, to a monitor, a phone, an iPad near you if you did want to check out what the offers are for Prime members. But a better cause for your cash. Summer Games Done Quick raises over $3 million for Doctors Without Borders. Very good job, guys. To all involved, congratulations. Games Done Quick, a video game organization that holds charity streams that features gamers speedrunning, held its summer stream for the past week. Simply known as Summer Games Done Quick, the organization have showcased speedruns for many games over the past seven days. The stream started on the Monday of Sunday, June 23rd, and lasted until last night. And during the stream, viewers could watch popular speedrunners in the community take on feats like doing a 100% run of Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask or Chrono Trigger. The event also held a sweepstakes, which gave viewers the chance to win a slew of different prizes. A slew. So many. All the donations from the event went to Doctors Without Borders. The charity is known as an international medical humanitarian organization, providing aid in nearly 70 countries to people whose survival is threatened by violence, neglect, or catastrophe, primarily due to armed conflict, epidemics, exclusion from healthcare, natural disasters, or malnutrition. I read that in a much more positive light than I should have. If you'd like to know more about the charity, there is a link via DualShockers. But by the end of the week, Games Done Quick was able to accumulate over $3 million worth of donations between around 50 51,000 donors. This is the highest amount they have ever received from a single event, and their first event took place in 2010, calling the Classic Games Done Quick uh, the name of the event. During that time, they received $10,000 in donations, and with such a high difference from then to now, it is crazy to see how far they have come, and of course, it's crazy to see how far the stream has come, because it has blown my mind to watch, uh, number one, Twitch grow, but number two, the charity side of Twitch grow. I mean, just last week, we were talking about Guardian Con, and the fact that they had raised over $3.7 million, I believe, for charity, something along those lines, very close to $4 million at this point, thanks to satellite streams and smaller donations that came in after the fact, but is there anything such as a small donation? Uh, but with games done quick, to see it rise to fame and to see it doing so well on the Twitch page, uh, I mean, I saw at one point it had nearly 200,000 viewers. It could have gone over at some points. I haven't been closely paying attention to it because I've been working a lot. Uh, but very cool to see so many people getting behind the movement and getting behind summer games done quick and games done quick overall and charity. It's cool to see gaming doing good. But with that being said, that rounds out today's episode of Caffeinate. Of course, if you are brand new to the show, I appreciate you taking the time to check it out. And of course, you can subscribe on podcast services. Check it out on youtube.com slash Media, or be one of the fantastic people that watches live in the chat because it's always a good time whenever you can watch live. And you can watch me screw it up if you get here early enough because sometimes I just restart the show completely. You never know. Uh, but until next time, you guys have a fantastic rest of the day. I will talk to you soon and peace.